Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Zechreinu Devracha, taught that Rashi's commentary on the Torah is a complete commentary on the level of pshat, on the level of the simple meaning of the psukim of the Torah. Meaning that even in places, even on words and phrases and entire verses, upon which Rashi does not comment, but still, any question on the level of pshat can be answered either by simple, logical understanding of the verses themselves, or by looking at Rashi in other places. In other words, Rashi is not, Rashi's commentary is not merely a collection of interesting things that Rashi said on many, many different psukim in the Torah, but not necessarily all, because on some psukim he had nothing to say. No. Rashi's commentary is a complete commentary on the entire Torah on the particular level that Rashi calls Pshuta Shalmikra. I think we see a very interesting example of this in this week's Parsha, Lech Lecha, and in, in a continuation in next week's Parsha of Vayera. Let us begin in Parsha's Lech Lecha, Perik Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud. And here we have the famous story that Avram arrived in Eretz Canaan, and immediately upon arriving, there was a famine in the land. And so he set off for Mitzrayim. Apparently, the famine had not affected the land of Mitzrayim. He said to his wife, You know, Isha Yafat Mareat, you are a beautiful woman, and when the Egyptians will see you, they will say that you are his wife, you are this man's wife, meaning my wife, and they're going to kill me because they are very immoral people there. So please say that you are my sister, and in this way I will be saved. Whether this is justified or unjustified is not my issue now. They approached Mitzrayim, and the Egyptians saw Sarah, and they saw they saw that she was very beautiful, and they took her to Paray. They felt that such a beautiful woman belonged as a wife or concubine to the king. And they gave Avram some very generous gifts. And then Hashem caused a plague to Paray and to the members of his household in order that they should not go near Sarah. Farai went back to Avram, and we read in Pasuk Yudches, Vayikra Farali Avram, Parai called to Avram, Vayomer, and he said, Mazois Asisali, what is this that you did to me? Lamalehi Gadtali, Ki Ishtachahi, why didn't you tell me that she's actually your wife, and that it is forbidden for me to, to have relations with her? Lama Amarta Achesihi, why did you say that she is my sister? But Ekach I saw Lili Isha, and I took her to myself 
as a wife. And now, here's your wife. Take and go. And we'll just read one more Pasuk, Pasuk Chaf. Paray commanded upon Avram some people, some officers, and they sent, or as Rashi says, they accompanied Avram and his wife and everyone that was with him, they accompanied them out of Egypt. Now in Pasuk Yud Tes, it says that Paray said to Avram, and Rashi here compares what Paray said in this situation to what another king, Avimelech, said to Avraham in a very similar situation. Going ahead to Parshas Vayera, Avram was faced with a very similar predicament. In his travels, he arrived in Eretz Plishtim, and again, he was afraid that the locals would uh, take advantage of his wife and harm him. And so again, Sarah said that she is his sister. And in this case, HaKadosh uh, Baruch appeared to the king Avimelech in a dream and told him, don't touch this woman because she is Be'ulaz Baal. She is married to a husband. And Avimelech listened. This is all in Perak Chav. And he said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know I'm not at fault. He told me that she is his sister. And Hashem said to Avimelech, I know, and you didn't do anything wrong. And he ordered Avimelech to return Sarah to Avram. And so we find that Avimelech went to Avram, and again he, he complained. He said this wasn't fair. Why did you make me think that she was your sister? And then, in the very end of the story, we're skipping ahead to Perak Chof, Pasik Tezvov, Vayemer Avimelech, Avimelech said to Avram, Hine Arzilafanecho, Behold, my land is in front of you, Batoiv Beinecho Shev. In the best, in whatever part of the land is best in your eyes, dwell. In other words, he did not uh, kick him out of the land. He said, okay, there was a little mishap between us, but my land is available to you. You are a legal immigrant, and pick whatever part of my land you would like to stay in. Now, Rashi here, back in Parshas Lech Lecha, is commenting on what Paroi said to Avram after this little mishap. And he said to Avram, Kach v'leich, says Rashi, Loika Avimelech, not like Avimelech, Shamar loi, hine artzila fanecho. Para did not do like what Avimelech did, that he said, Behold, my land is before you, and dwell where you please. Ela amar loi, leich v'yal tamoid. Rather, Paroi said to Avram, Go and don't stay here. Shamitzriam shtufezimahim. Because the Egyptians are shtufezima. They are flooded with immorality. They are just overflowing with immorality. 
Shinemar, as it says in a Posik in Yecheskel, the Zirmas Susim Zirmasam. Their flow is like the flow of horses. Their uh, desires for immorality is animal like. It is like that of horses. Now, it would seem that Rashi here is breaking one of his own rules. One of Rashi's rules, one of the few that he expresses explicitly in his commentary, is that he explains psukim, he explains hamikraois kisidrom, that he explains psukim according to their order, according to the order in which they appear, which means, in part, that when there is a contradiction between, let's say, a Pusik A, which appears earlier in the Torah, and Pusik B, which appears later in the Torah, Rashi, generally speaking, and anyone is welcome to check this out, Rashi, generally speaking, does not raise the contradiction until he arrives at Pusik B, at the later Pusik. As long as you're just reading Pusik A, the earlier Pasuk in the Torah, as long as what it says makes sense and is clear, Rashi is not concerned with the fact that it is contradicted or that the same idea is stated somewhat somewhat differently in a later place. And yet here, when Pare says, Rashi seems to be very concerned, why didn't Pare say the same thing that Avimelech said in a later Pasuk? Here we are in uh, chapter Yudbeis, and uh, what Avimelech said is not until chapter Chaf. So why is Rashi concerned with Avimelech? And I believe the answer can be found in the Sefer Maskil the David, the great super commentary on Rashi's commentary. The Maskil the David says that Rashi's main concern here was not why didn't Parai say the same thing as Avimelech. That's not really Akasha for Rashi, anyway. But Rashi's main concern was to explain the double expression that Para used, kach take and go. What exactly does that mean? He could have said, here's your wife, take her. He could have said, get out of here, go. What exactly does it mean, kach So in order to explain this phrase, Rashi contrasts it with what Avimelech said in a similar situation. Avimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Go where you please. Sit sit and dwell where you please. Whereas here, Paroi said, that Paroi was angry that he had lost his chance with Sarai. And as some of Hashem explained, Paroi was very concerned that if Abraham and Sarai stay in his land, his extremely immoral populace will still continue to, to harass Sarai. And therefore, he used this double expression, kach which Rashi paraphrases as, leich v'al go and do not stay here. So Rashi is explaining what is in this Pasuk, by means of contrasting it to a later Pasuk. But he is not primarily concerned with the difference between the two Pasukim. 
This Rashi comment about the difference between Paroi and Avimelech, I believe, is the key to a number of small but important differences between the two stories. As we mentioned before from the from the Rebbe, Rashi's commentary is a complete commentary, and even on certain things that Rashi does not directly comment upon, but if we look at his other comments, we will find that they are explained, they have already been explained by Rashi. Let's take a run through this narrative about Avraham visiting Mitzrayim. As he came close to Mitzrayim, we're going to Perak uh, Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, he turned El Sarai Ishtoi, he turned to Sarai, his wife, and he said, I know that you are an Isha Yefas Mare, you are a beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, Ishtoi Zeis, they will say, this is his wife, meaning you are my wife, and they will kill me. Therefore, please tell them that you are my sister. Now, we're going to see a bunch of psukim in which Sarai is a key player in these uh, parts of the narrative, but is never mentioned by name. Pasuk Yud Dalet. When Avram came to Mitzrayim, and the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful, does not say when they saw Sarah, when they saw Ha'isha, the woman. And, Pasuk Tezva, Vayiru Oisah Sarei Faroi, the officers of Paro saw her, Vayahalalu Oisah El Paroi, and they praised her as being worthy of becoming a wife or a concubine to Paroi, Vatukach Ha'isha Beis Paroi, and then the woman was taken to the house of Paroi, not Sarai, but the woman. And in Pasuk Yudches, Paroi says to Avram, Mazoisasisali, what is this that you did to me? Lamalahi God to Lee, Ki Ishtachahi. Why didn't you tell me that she is your wife? Not why why didn't you tell me that Sarai is your wife? Why didn't you tell me that she's your wife, your woman? And why did you tell me in Pasik Yutes, Lama Amarta Achhoisihi? Why did you say she is my sister? And I took her to me as a wife. But now, Here's your wife, take her and go. So in this entire narrative, Sarai is only mentioned by name when it is Avram speaking to her. But as far as Parai and his officers go, she is nothing but Ho'isha. Let's contrast this to what we find in the story about Avimelech in Pasuk Chof. In Perik Chof. Perik Chof Pasuk Base. Avram and Sarai arrive in Eretz Plishtim. Avram, Avraham, his name is now Avraham, El Sarai Ishtoi. 
Avraham said regarding Sarah, his wife, Achosi he, she is my sister. Vayishlach Avimelech Melech Gror. Avimelech, the king of Gror, sent messengers. Vayikach es Sarah. And he took Sarah. He took Sarah. Not like what it says regarding Parai, that his servants took the woman. But here it says he took Sarah. And as we continue... In Pasik Ches, Pasik, let's go all the way to Pasik Pasik Yudalit, when finally uh, Avimelech is giving Sora back to Avram. So it says, Vayikach Avimelech, Sainu Vokor, Vyavadimu Shvachais, and Avimelech took. Uh, flocks of sheep and uh, cattle and uh, male servants and maid servants and he gave them to Avraham and he gave back to him Sarah his wife and then Avimelech said to Avraham as we mentioned previously behold my land is in front of you in whichever part is good in your eyes, you may dwell. So we see that when it comes to Parai and his servants, Sarai is not really a person. She is merely Ho'isha. They have totally objectified her. She is nothing but a vessel by which they can uh, fulfill their desires. She has no personality. She is merely when it comes to Avimelech, Avimelech and his servants, even when they first see her, but they take Sarah. There was certainly uh, some, uh, some physical desire here that's not to be denied, but it would seem that they also recognized in this human being named Sarah certain admirable traits certain perhaps royal traits that belonged in a royal household. But she is a, a human being with a name, and she remains so throughout the narrative. And of course, the, the reason for this difference in attitude has been explained by Rashi, even though Rashi does not directly address this difference between the two narratives, but in fact, he has explained it. Because he told us the, the Egyptians are stufezima, they are exceptionally immoral. And therefore, when they see a beautiful woman, that's all they see. She has no name, she has no personality, she has no value beyond the fact that she is a woman. Whereas Avimelech, although perhaps not a great tzaddik, but still, when he saw a beautiful woman, it was a beautiful human being who had a name, who had certain particular characteristics and qualities which are expressed by that name. And that is what he saw. We can also understand now another difference between Parai and Avimelech. Of course, when Parai was finished with Sarah, with Sarai, he gave her back and told Avram, get out of here. Avimelech, we find, 
something that Para did not do at all. It says in Perik Chof, Pasuk Tezayin, that after he told Avram, Avraham, that you may dwell in any part of my land that you like, he then turned to Sarah, Pasuk Tezayin, Ule Sarah Amar, and to Sarah, Avimelech said, Hine nasati elef kesef liachich. Behold, I have given a thousand silver coins to your brother. Hine, of course, really, it's her husband. But since Avram uh, had told him that she is his sister, and since, in fact, they were related to each other, so they are brethren, so to speak. So it's interesting that uh, Avimelech used that phrase. He says, I gave a thousand silver coins to your brother. Hine hulach kesusenayim. Behold, it is for you a covering of the eyes, l'chol asher itach, to all who are with you, ve'es kol, and to everyone, v'neichachas, and you can, will be proven by means of this money that there was nothing immoral that took place between us. Now, there's a long Rashi here, which I am not going to attempt to explain for the simple reason that I've read it many times and I still don't quite understand it. But Rashi does say that the reason that Avimelech gave this gift to Sarah was, in Rashi's words, Lefaisa, to appease her, and as Kovid, and as honor. In some way, each person can, each one can look at the Rashi for themselves and decide exactly how this works. But in some way, by giving Sarah this gift, Avimelech appeases Sarah for the for the uh, so shall we say the awkwardness of the situation and he honors her and he gives her a, a cover so that she can now say that although she was taken into Avimelech's house but nothing improper took place there now this of course is something that Paroi did not do Paroi had no interest in Sarah as a human being who has feelings, Sarah, who has a reputation to, to guard. When he was finished with his unfortunate episode with Sarah, he threw her out. And that's all. Goodbye. But Avimelech, who did see her not merely as a woman, but as a human being, as a Sarah, so he gave her this money in order to appease her and in order to honor her. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash